You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was whimpering as I traced the blood splattered down the hallway that led to the storage room. Ugh, this looks even worse than my last exam results. Taking a deep breath, I regained my composure and slowly pushed the door open. Big blood stains appeared along with many footprints on the floor. They led to an old cupboard in the corner of the room. I slowly opened it and it was a mannequin covered in ketchup. Hmm? Sheesh, I had been pranked again. Hi, I'm Lisa, 17 years old. To pursue my dream of becoming a journalist, I had worked day and night to write articles for the school's forum site. Unexpectedly, it became the very reason why I was ridiculed by everyone and called gun dog. Even Hara, my half-sister, would say something like, Lisa is stupid and freaky. It's a disgrace for a genius like me to have such an older sister. But little did they know, being looked down on only motivated me to become stronger. Once when I was walking on the street, Nina, the school bully, suddenly called me. Gun dog, the toilet just clogged. So, report on it, duh, because it smells like your articles. <laughs> that evil witch. I had tried to ignore her for so many times, but she never stopped pushing my buttons. Once, during a PE basketball session, when I was aiming at the basket, Mina suddenly dropped a banana peel on the floor, causing me to slip and fall hard on my butt. Wow! Breaking news! Lisa had a legendary collaboration with Mr. Banana Peel for a comedy show! Unable to contain my anger, I threw the ball straight at Mina, but unfortunately, it hit Jimmy, my classmate. <laughs> Missed, you idiot! She gloated and left, while I quickly ran to help Jimmy up. Are you okay? I'm so sorry! It's okay, but I didn't know. Not only are you good at reporting, but you're also good at throwing. After saying that, he fainted. Oh damn, looks like my throw was really strong. But it was also the first time someone praised my ability, so I was deeply moved. After that ironic accident, we talked more and became much closer. 
Also, during that time, our school had a lot of mysterious happenings. On the first Friday of June, someone had mixed up the chemical solutions in the school lab and made them explode. Not only that, on the following Friday, the exam room was set on fire in the middle of the night. Fortunately, the police came to put it out in time, but half of the exam papers had turned to ashes. Immediately, I wrote a post on the school forum about the Stock Friday pattern, but nobody seemed to take what I said seriously. Fine, I'll catch them red-handed on my own. The Devil of Friday. The third Friday had finally arrived, but I didn't know where the crime would start. When I was defeatedly waiting for Jimmy in the schoolyard, I heard his angry voice booming as he walked closer. Damn, I wish I had Thanos' hand. Just one snap of my fingers and the academic affairs office will be gone. Voila, no more exams. That's it! That's the place! Jimmy, you really are Dr. Watson to my Sherlock! I happily jumped up and hugged him tightly. Oops, it seemed like I overdid it. Both Jimmy and I were embarrassed and quickly let go of each other. Soon after, I made a plan to sneak into the academic affairs office. However, when I rushed down the stairs, I accidentally tripped and rolled several times to the ground. My leg was seriously injured due to that. Instead of serving justice and catching the devil of Friday, I had to stay home with my cast leg and listen to my mom scolding for hours. That night, I couldn't sleep a wink because I was worried that something horrible would happen at school. But oddly, there was none. Was my deduction wrong? However, the next day, my whole school was buzzing with shocking news about Andy, the school's second best student. He had cheated during an exam and somehow, it was recorded and uploaded on the school's forum. He was immediately disciplined. I didn't write an article about it because he already suffered the consequences of his wrongdoing. After that day, since there was no actual incident, I shifted my focus to studying for the exam and taking care of my leg. Hmm? Temporarily, I put aside the investigation of the Dark Friday's case. Then suddenly, an anonymous email came to me. Dear Gundog, if you're that good, come and catch me this Friday. OMG! I didn't know if it was the real culprit or if someone was pranking me. But anyway, I would never pass such a challenge. After sneaking into the school late at night, I hid in a safe corner near the academic affairs office and began to wait. At 10.5pm, I started to hear footsteps. A figure slowly appeared in front of the door. They brought a saw and started sawing the lock. I walked out and boldly flashed the light at them. Freeze! They panicked and turned towards me. I recognized that face immediately. Hara, what are you doing here? Lisa, please save me! I didn't understand what was going on, but at that moment, I saw a security guard coming. I hurriedly dragged Hara to the emergency exit stairs, then we took a taxi home. All the way home, she just cried and begged me not to tell her dad. It turned out that because she was always under the pressure of being the school top student, she had cheated during the exam just like Andy. Unfortunate for her, someone had also recorded her wrongdoing and blackmailed her into skilling the exam questions. Hara was too scared and didn't want to be exposed, so she agreed. Jesus, Hara, are you also the one who vandalized the school every Friday? It's not me! I just received their text two days ago! I understood that right away. It meant the recent events must have been the work of another blackmail victim. While we were talking, a message came in. The mission failed. 
You know, Andy, tomorrow morning your fate will be the same. I took Hara's phone to text back. After begging for a while, they finally agreed to give us one more chance to complete the task. Do you think we can handle this? Don't worry. Leave it to me. I decided to pretend to be Hara because we have similar body types. I would definitely catch that sickening devil. The next evening, I went to the office again. I tried using the pin to unlock the door, as instructed on the internet, and surprisingly, it worked. After I got the test questions papers, which were carefully wrapped in plastic, I tasted the devil of Friday. Good. Bring it to the girls' restroom near C Block. When I arrived there, it was so dark that I had to use my phone flashlight to see the way. The restroom door opened, and I carefully walked in. I'm Hara. Bam! The door suddenly closed. A light came from one of the toilets. Then a figure holding a flashlight walked towards me. Oh my God! It was huh? Mina. Mina, what the hell are you doing here? Lisa, where the hell is Hera? Doesn't matter. Give me the exam questions. No way. I'll report this to the principal. Suddenly, someone held me tightly from behind. It was her friend. I shouted in panic. Stop this, Mina. You've gone too far. Stop. Why should I? Look at those top students. They're all rotten. If they didn't cheat, I would never have been able to control them in the first place. Then she ordered me to burn the exam questions. Since I couldn't think of a way to escape, I had no other choice. Hesitantly, I tore the plastic and lit the fire. Hurry up, dimwit! The plastic in my hands started to burn. Then I immediately threw the flame to plastic at Mina and turned to run away with the exam papers in my hands. Unfortunately, my clumsiness made me trip at the most critical moment again, and I was immediately caught. Mina snatched the lighter from my hand. Fine, if you don't want to burn them, I'll burn your hair. No! At that moment, bam! The door suddenly collapsed, and the security guard rushed in along with Hara and Jimmy. I was rescued in the nick of time. It turned out that Hera was so worried that she went to look for me. When she called me, but I didn't answer, she informed the school security and Jimmy to help track my phone GPS. If it was just a little bit later, I don't know what would have happened. In the end, Mina was punished for her crimes. As for me, solving the mystery of the Dark Friday's case has pushed my reputation to a whole nother level. It will surely help with my journalist dream. Hera also confessed to cheating and was disciplined. She had to redo the exam, but she was finally free from guilt. Since then, her relationship with Hara and Jimmy has become much better than before. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by... Hi everyone, my name is Cassie, and I'm so perfect that all the boys lose their heads over me. However, at some point, all that changed. Well, I'm so perfect that I shine brighter than the sun. I mean, there's got to be a reason why all guys lose their head over me, and probably their vision, because I'm a real dazzler. Every one of them dreams of being my boyfriend, and I'm hoping amongst all this mighty crowd, to find the one who will also dazzle me with his brilliance, and ideally with some diamonds. Boys fight for my attention all the time. I'm used to it. 
Once, two boys even did a motorbike race for me. I sat bored in the bleachers of the stadium, painting my nails while they rode around. I have no idea what they were trying to accomplish. I left the stadium immediately after a local rich kid texted me. Oh, you have no idea how long I've been on the hunt for him. For the first time in my life, I had to chase someone instead of turning around and laughing at the poor saps who tried to chase me. But unfortunately, I got my hopes up for nothing when Mark asked me out. He just invited me to a party and then he just treated me like a friend. But it's better than sitting in the stadium and waiting for two idiots to finish a useless race. Anyway, I was enjoying my life as Miss Perfect. At some point, however, I sensed something wasn't right. In fact, I noticed various prophetic signs as early as this morning. For instance, my hair dryer stopped working. I accidentally broke a nail with a nail file. How is that possible? Well, somehow it is possible. I must have been cursed by some evil nail master spirit. Also, I was in such a hurry to get to school. I wore a shirt that totally didn't match the skirt. At first, I wasn't surprised that the boys weren't paying attention to me. After all, I wasn't in the best shape and they must have noticed my broken nail. However, it turned out to be much worse. A new girl came to our school who wowed absolutely everyone with her beauty. Even Mark, who I'd been chasing. That's when I knew I was screwed. Not only was she more perfect than me, I wasn't even in the best shape that day. And the new Miss Perfect also noticed my broken nail, my flawed hairstyle, and my horrible shirt. Who is that? I asked my classmate. Her name is Rebecca, and she's joining our class. What? She's going to be our classmate? Oh no. As soon as the new girl walked into class, I was afraid that all the guys were going to choke on their drool. How pathetic and ridiculous they look. I decided heavily and sent out a group message that I was inviting everyone to the party on Saturday. After all, I've been in the school longer than Rebecca and I've built up quite a reputation. Plus, my parties are legendary. But no one showed up on Saturday. I, of course, was outraged. So I tried to find out where everyone had gone. As it turned out, Rebecca was also having a party that day and everyone went to her place because she had a pool and a cool DJ was playing. This is outrageous! I yelled out. I was so angry. I smashed a carafe full of punch. I couldn't take it anymore and I went to the party too. I wanted to know what I was being traded for. There was lots of delicious food and drinks. Guys were swimming in the pool and the DJ was rocking the crowd on the dance floor. Whatever. Nothing fancy, just a regular party. Mine would be cooler. When Rebecca approached me with a tray of snacks on it, I gave her an arrogant look and smacked her on the arm. And all the food went flying onto the ground. Who do you think you are? You come to our school and decide you're in charge? No, that's not going to work. I'm in charge. You're nobody and will stay that way if you continue to show off. The new girl started crying. I was pleased with myself for bringing Rebecca to tears but I didn't expect all the boys to turn against me. The boys immediately started calming her down. Why did you come here? You've only spoiled everyone's mood. Get lost. Their bluntness made me gasp for air. Rebecca was embraced by my admirers and I was supposed to leave? What, am I in a parallel universe? I had no other choice. I left the party in tears. The next day, I was in for a real shock. Mark gifted Rebecca a red Porsche. He was moved by the girl's tears that he decided to cheer her up. 
Happy Rebecca hugged the boy and kissed him on the cheek, while I burned with jealousy and anger. Porsche? Seriously? Just over some tears? If I had known it was that easy, I'd be throwing tantrums for Mark every week. I wanted to throw rotten eggs at that car, but that would probably ruin my reputation even more. Instead, I decided to be friends with Rebecca, and then after, I discovered all her secrets. Destroy her. But as soon as I approached the new girl, she was immediately surrounded by her high school football players, who used to carry me in their arms. Stay away from her. One of them said, I just wanted to talk. You already talked once and made Rebecca cry. We won't let her get hurt. You go near her again, and we won't let you get away with it. Got it? Threatened the other one. Holy crap. Are they all crazy? Maybe Rebecca had some kind of magic and put a spell on all the guys. I thought nobody would ever look at me now, but I still had admirers outside of school. So I decided to start dating one of those motorbike guys who did a race in my honor back then. His name was Zach. He won, by the way. We drove up to the supermarket on this awesome motorbike, and we looked great. Right up until the moment when Rebecca and Mark pulled up in their limo. They made us look lame and ridiculous. At the store, Mark was buying Rebecca everything she pointed her finger at, and I had to choke down a cheap candy bar because my boyfriend spent most of his money on gas. Hey, I caught Mark by the arm and took him aside. Do you know she's taking advantage of you? Rebecca's a nice girl, and she's not capable of that. You, on the other hand, really liked my money, and you were the one who wanted to take advantage of me, so back off. He pushed me away and walked over to Rebecca holding a brand new purse. No, that's not how it works. If this little upstart thought she could outshine me, she's dead wrong, because I wasn't about to give up without a fight. First, I decided to find out more about who Rebecca was. Luckily, my boyfriend's dad was a cop, so I was able to get some information about her. Turns out, Rebecca and I went to the same primary schools. I immediately remembered an invisible girl who I used to make fun of a lot. No one ever noticed her because all the attention was on me. Was she now determined to get back at me? I also found out that one time, Rebecca got into a serious fight with some girl and her parents got a fine. Hmm, why don't I just get her involved in a fight? Then her reputation would definitely be ruined. Well, why would you do that, Cassie? Zach asked while waxing his bike. I want my reputation back. I want everyone to lose their head over me again. But you already have me. Why do you need others? The guy hugged me, and I wanted to scream at his stupidity. What do you mean, why? Zach was not the best option. I wanted guys like Mark, not poor guys on motorbikes. You wouldn't understand. It's, you know, a girl thing. I giggled stupidly. The next day, I did my best to provoke Rebecca, but she remained calm. And I was about to say goodbye to my reputation at school forever when I overheard a very interesting conversation. Rebecca was talking to my classmate and telling her how annoying Mark was and that she only puts up with him because of the money. She also added that she's sick of all her followers and that she wanted to steal my boyfriend. Wow, that was unexpected. It's a good thing I filmed the whole thing. I told Zach about it, but he wasn't supportive. Well, why don't you post that video for all to see? It'll only help her, and now she's suffering. But then everyone will be disappointed in her, and I'll go back to being Miss Perfect. To me, you're already perfect, and I would never look at someone like Rebecca. I don't know why, but his words really impressed me. 
No one had ever said anything to me like that before. And Zach was able to surprise me and make me feel good without money or gifts. But despite that, I didn't want to back down from my plan. Putting the video online was too easy. What about playing it during our traditional end of school year ball? The effect would be amazing. For me, of course. When I got to the prom, I wasn't surprised to see all the guys hanging around Rebecca. Hardly anyone paid any attention to me. And I was about to get the memory stick to the prom host when I noticed something. Rebecca was reluctantly dancing with every guy and kept looking at me. I noticed the look of dissatisfaction on her face. Well, of course, but I couldn't care less about her and the new girl just wanted to make me suffer. I look at the memory stick, smiled, and put it away in my clutch. Zach was right. There's no need to ruin anything because Rebecca, sooner or later, will ruin everything herself when she gets tired of the circus. I left the ball with a happy look on my face and went to my boyfriend's. So shall we go for a ride on the bike? I asked. Whatever you want. He answered. For the first time, I enjoyed our time together. We went to a secluded place, watched the sunset, and cuddled. At that moment, I didn't care about Mark or my reputation at school, and I certainly didn't care about Rebecca. But on the very last day of school, something interesting happened. As I walked down the corridor, I was suddenly attacked from behind. It was Rebecca. She started a fight right in front of everyone. You always piss me off. You drive me crazy now. I've done everything I can to ruin your reputation, and you don't even respond to it, she yelled. Everyone was shocked, and I pulled out one of her tricks and started crying. All the guys immediately ran up to me to console me. Even Mark came to my defense. That was the moment Rebecca destroyed herself and ran away from school in shame. You were right about her, Mark said. I'm sorry I didn't believe you at first. Do you want to go out sometime? He smiled and took my hand. Get lost, I said calmly. I'm not interested in people like you anymore. Everyone was shocked when I blew off this rich kid. I was relieved. I got my reputation back. Mark asked me out on a date, and I had the nerve to reject him in front of everyone. And then there was my boyfriend, Zach, waiting for me outside of school, who wouldn't trade me for any Rebecca. Being perfect is great, and being surrounded by admirers is fine too, but it's more important to be surrounded by people who see more than just your perfect looks. They see your soul. Zach made me realize that. And now I'm happy. Do you consider yourself a perfect person? Write your answers in the comments. I'd be interested in reading them. And be sure to share this video with your friends. You all know I adore that silly girl. I patted Whitney's cheek, and she jokingly poked me on the side. We adore you too, our dear subscribers, added Whitney. See you again soon. Ciao. I sent an air kiss to the camera, and we finished the broadcast. Get your hands off me, goat. I hissed angrily and pushed Whitney away. Don't touch me, you fool. She waved her fist at me. I hope this is our last broadcast. I can't stand you any longer. It's mutual, Trisha. Whitney finally left, and I was able to exhale in peace. Hi, my name is Trisha, and I have to pretend to be friends with my nemesis for the sake of the hype. Whitney and I were never friends and we've disliked each other since primary school. This upstart pissed me off so much that we were literally fighting every day. You won't believe it. 
But at one point, our parents even stopped being called to the principal's office because everyone is fed up with our feud. When we moved to high school, the feud only intensified. The first love and attention only fueled our hatred. As it happens, we were the prettiest girls in school, and I had to make all sorts of shenanigans with Whitney to hold on to the lead. I messed up her hair and clothes, set her up in front of the cool guys, and tried to turn her studies into a nightmare. But Whitney was a tough nut to crack. One Valentine's Day, she did me so bad that I've been cleaning up the aftermath for a year. Whitney sent all the nerds Valentine's cards on my behalf, signed in my handwriting and with a print of red lipstick. She even spritzed the Valentines with the same perfume as mine. She wrote that I was ready to go on a date with each of the nerds. After all, they are worthy of attention despite their lame appearance and an irresistible craving for video games and anime. The whole pimple army just flooded me with messages and they even started hitting on me at school. In the end, the cool guys started laughing at me and the stubborn nerds waited for their moment of stardom. I even had to close my social media pages and that is a big blow to my ratings. After that, I ordered myself a huge pillow with Whitney's face on it and every day, I'd hit it as hard as I could, taking out all my anger. But worst of all, it started when I transferred to another school. Or rather not just me, but that upstart Whitney. I was ready to spit venom. There she was again. However, the children at the new school thought first that we were just friends in a fight. And word spread around the school about cool girls like us. We can take down a couple of local school queens and take the crown away from them. These words made our sense of self-importance break through the ceiling. And we decided that we could certainly use that kind of popularity. Meeting at the best pizzeria, Whitney and I have decided to sign a temporary truce. I'm willing to put up with you for that. I'm 70% fame, you're 30, Whitney declared. What? I'm 80 and you're 20. I got angry. Sure, chicken. You're the chicken. I took the juice and threw it in her face. We got into a fight and tore down the nearest tables. And so it was up to me and Whitney, blazing with anger, to wash all the dishes in the cafe to pay the fine, as we didn't have enough money. One way or another, we came to a common decision. And the next day, two classmates, Whitney and Trisha, showed up at school. The boys ran after us like puppies. But the girls didn't like it. Naturally, conspiracies began to form against us. But hardened fighters like us coped with these attacks together. Courtney and Suzanne, the local queens of the school, they didn't want to give us the upper hand. And I had a plan to stomp on them. Whitney, remember your Valentine's Day stunt? Of course I remember. It's the best surgery I've ever had. I made you a real sucker. Whitney laughed quite a bit. I couldn't stand it and we had a fight, breaking each other's nails and messing up each other's hair. However, we implemented our plan with Valentine's. Whitney did everything like a true master framer. And so Courtney and Suzanne are being chased by a mob of nerds. And the other guys laugh dismissively at them. We won, but to stop there would have been foolish. And so our shared blog on all social media was born. We've won the hearts of thousands of viewers. But behind the scenes, we were ready to eat each other up every day. Donations, likes, fame, and dates with cool guys 
were the best reward for patience. But then something happened that I didn't even expect from Whitney. On another broadcast, she suddenly offered her subscribers a poll. Who is the coolest girl between the two of us after all? I, of course, wanted to finish the broadcast quickly. But the audience liked the idea. Voting began to gain momentum. Whitney was suddenly winning by a huge margin. I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh, thank you, my darlings, said Whitney in a sweet voice. Thank you. But I don't think it's fair to poor Trisha. You know what? I give the title of the coolest girl to her. Whitney ostentatiously put the crown on me and jumped with joy. I was shocked and I didn't know what to say. When the broadcast ended, I even decided to thank Whitney. I didn't expect that from you. Thank you, Whitney. I lowered my gaze modestly. I think we should stop feuding, Trisha. We are a great team. We hugged and I felt a strange lightness. When I got home, I even threw away the battering cushion with Whitney's face on it. The truce has even cheered me up. I didn't notice how the boys started to treat us. Whitney was basking in the glory, and all I got was condescending and pitiful smiles and compliments. It was only then that it dawned on me. Whitney made a poor lamb out of me. She, like a kind fairy, gave me the crown, encouraged everyone to spoil me with likes and comments, and she was gaining popularity herself. You hear that, fairy godmother? I'm going to rip your hair out. I pounced on Whitney right before the shoot. It's taking you a long time, Trisha, grinned the cheeky girl. Poor thing, I'm only trying to shelter you in my shadow from trouble. I'm going to rip your hair out. We started fighting again. I made such a mess of Whitney that she was sure she wasn't going to live. But Whitney showed herself confidently on camera. Suddenly, she started telling everyone that she was just sick. But she came to the broadcast for me. For me! And she began to bask in the glory rays again. But I got a lot of disapproving comments. That same day, I bought a new pillow with Whitney's picture on it. Only this time in full size. And beat her until she ran out of strength. Oh, how she pisses me off! This broadcast is where my story began. And it will end with my victory, rest assured. At another meeting with subscribers, I decided that the poor lamb would be Whitney and slipped a laxative into her milkshake. Oh, there was no face on Whitney, and I groomed her in every way possible. At the same time, talking to everyone else and hanging out. Trisha, we think we better get together another time. Subscribers gathered around Whitney. Yes, Whitney's not feeling well. She needs to rest. Come on, let's party! I jumped up on a chair and started dancing. The truth is that it only made everyone angry. And then Whitney turned to the others with a faint smile. Guys, let Trisha have some fun. She really needs it now. Don't worry about me. And she collapsed. I went from being a poor lamb to a disgusting toad. Enough! That's enough! I shouted. Listen, we're not friends. We've hated each other since we were kids. I hate Whitney, and she hates me. We fight and quarrel all the time. Come on, Whitney, tell them the truth. Oh, you poor thing. Whitney came up to me. Trisha, if you want, I'll give you our blog. Don't hurt my heart with words like that. Whitney squeezed out a tear. After that, I was almost thrown out of the party right into the street. 
I had to block all my social media again because I've been inundated with angry messages. And at school, I even had to eat lunch in the backyard next to the most accomplished losers. But the wrangling with Whitney has stopped. It was as if we no longer existed for each other. Whitney continued to blog alone and I concentrated on my studies because college is only a month away. My whole life has turned gray. I had money and no matter what, the guys were still chasing me. But something very important is missing, without which every day was dreary and monotonous. I noticed that Whitney too, despite her fame, is not glowing with happiness. We were just passing through, and for a month, we haven't even said a word to each other. So I wanted to hear something from her, even if it was just another insult. I denied with all my might that I missed Whitney. We've been feuding for so long that I realized with horror that she was the closest human I had. I got a boyfriend, but even he couldn't fill that void. The night before graduation, I felt so sad that I stopped hitting the pillow with Whitney's face and hugged it. It's not hard to guess that I was the outsider at the prom. Even my boyfriend was scared to be around me, and he ended up just leaving me alone to dance. At one point, a huge pinata with my picture on it was dragged onto the dance floor, and they started beating her with bats to get the sweets. And I was breathless with resentment. That's enough! Are you animals? Whitney came out to them. She deserved it! Shouted someone from the crowd. I was sure it was another one of Whitney's plans and just watched it all holding back tears. In the end, I couldn't stand it and decided to leave the prom. And I've been dreaming of it for so long. This part of the hall was very dark and I thought it was a great chance to slip away. But then someone sat down next to me and sighed heavily. I didn't think prom was gonna suck so badly. Was Whitney's voice. Are you serious? Gloating? I snapped. But in my heart, I was glad she came to me. No, this has gone too far, Trisha. I didn't want it to. There was silence, but we stayed seated next to each other. Why don't we go and sit down at our favorite pizza place? She suddenly asked. Are you trying to poison me? You've got lots of friends here. Hang out with them. Friends, Whitney grinned. I thought long and hard about friendship. And you know what I realized? Because of our feud, I've never had a friend closer than you. I know the feeling. I grinned too. And we suddenly <laughs> laughed. Whitney and I left the evening without saying anything to anyone. Most of the night, we ate pizza and chatted. It turns out, we knew everything about each other. Our interests, favorite music, soap operas, and food. We used to use it as a weapon, and now it has become a topic of our friendly conversation. Naturally, we applied to the best college in the state and ended up studying there together. It's hard to believe, but we become such close friends that I began to think of Whitney as my sister. This story ended with a very important discovery for me. Sometimes teenage feuds are just a thirst for attention, and your enemy may be your closest friend. Because in fact, your interests and views are very similar. Have you ever had a situation where your enemy has become a loyal friend or even a loved one? Write your stories in the comments. It'll be very interesting. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like, and share this video with your friends. It just can't be.
my life has never been so similar to a bad Mexican soap opera. Is it a coincidence? I hopefully looked at my parents. No, Goldie, it's not a coincidence. He shared his blood with you. Oh no, I wish I was dead. Hi, my name is Goldie, and I just recently found out that my worst enemy saved my life. I have no one to blame for that accident except myself. What a stupid idea it was to ride a scooter when you have no idea how to operate it. But I lost my mind when I saw this beautiful thing of mine in the parking lot of the school, or rather two of my beauties, a brand new scooter and my boyfriend Duke. I have been dreaming of having an iron horse for years, and now Duke got me one for my birthday. I quickly jumped on it, my hands were on the rough black handles, and I almost screamed with happiness. I'll show you how to ride it, Duke promised, smiling happily, but I couldn't wait. I want to start it up. My boyfriend turned the ignition key, gripped the brake handle, and pressed the start button. The scooter's engine rumbled and it sounded like the most beautiful music in the world to me. Duke put his arm around my waist. I'll teach you how to ride it and we'll go for a spin. Why wait? I clutched the handle of the scooter with all my might and cranked it toward me. The iron horse took off at a speed far greater than I expected. After all, my boyfriend didn't skimp on the gift and chose the best and most powerful thing for his girlfriend. Goldie, look out! It was the last thing I heard before I flew out onto the road right under the wheels of a speeding car. That was how I ended up in a hospital bed. I was unlucky in one respect. I was not wearing any protection at all at the time of the accident, but I was lucky that the paramedics came fairly quickly. I lost a lot of blood, but my brain was intact, there were no broken bones, and I felt pretty good now, until I found out who helped me stay alive. After the accident, I urgently needed a blood transfusion, and once again, I was lucky. A suitable donor was found within hours after the information about the accident and the request for help had spread around the school. However, my parents and Duke shared the name of the donor with a rare blood type with faces that would have been more appropriate at a funeral. Here, my boyfriend handed me some papers. I ran my eyes over them and tripped over the most hated name in the universe. Sean Glamps. It sounded like a verdict. My parents confirmed it wasn't a mistake or a coincidence. My worst enemy showed up at the hospital when he found out I needed blood and became a donor. Did you see him? I turned to Duke. He nodded. Yes, we ran into each other in the hallway. And? Was he gloating? You'd be surprised, but no. Jerkshawn was acting all sorrowful. Jerkshawn. That was the nickname by which all my family and friends knew Sean Glams. My war with Sean had been going on for exactly five years, ever since I transferred to a new school. And in those five years, the guy had proven himself to be a real jerk. He didn't like me right away. I got my ass kicked by that idiot as soon as I stepped into the building. At first, my parents laughed at Glam's antics, calling them odd signs of affection. But as time went on, the longer I went to Redwood High School, the less we joked about it. Jerkshawn used to bully me using the most elaborate means possible. 
He was irritated by my grades, my accomplishments in drama club, the car my dad drove me to school in, the friends I met on my first date, the handsome boyfriend who treated me so well. It was like Sean was angry that I existed. My parents tried to talk to Sean himself, to his parents, to the principal, but to no avail. The straight-A student and the face of the school was untouchable. The face, I would have called him something else. Why did he do it? I still couldn't figure it out. Goldie, what surprises you? Even an idiot like that can't walk past someone else's pain. That's right. Mom smiled. I bet he realized he wasn't being fair to you. Duke and I looked at each other, thinking the same thing. Sean Glamps came to his senses? Nonsense! Anyway, I gradually recovered, and within a few weeks, I was able to return to normal life. The class greeted me with applause. Yeah, congratulations to this arrogant fool for not ending her epic ride right in heaven. I was still angry at myself for my carelessness, but there was something else that was bugging me. I had to meet Sean and talk to him. I found my greatest enemy by the fountain in the schoolyard. He was flipping through his book, and when he saw me, he tried to duck out of it. Stop right there! We never really liked each other, but this time, my tone was so firm that he didn't argue, so he stayed where he was, looking down. I looked around, making sure no one could hear us, and asked, Why did you do that? What do you want? The guy looked at me with his angry eyes. I saw the paperwork. Why did you become a blood donor? You hate me, don't you? Sean was quiet for a minute, and then he blurted out, Don't be ridiculous. Do you think our fights are more important than a human's life? It just so happens that we have the same rare blood type. Those were the last words I was prepared to hear from this angry, jealous guy. Too bad he didn't think my ruined nerve cells were more important than our fights. Anyway, he did help me. As you can understand from the incident, I have always been a very emotional person. I was in that moment too, as I hugged a stunned Sean and whispered in his ear, Thank you so much, I owe you one. The boy wasn't lost for long. Quickly, he broke free of my embrace and left. But I don't forget a good deed that easily. I needed to do something sincere and big for my savior, like a thank you. And I had already thought of what it would be, but I'll tell you about it a little later because the story of the accident was getting more and more detailed. I still had to see the doctor once a week. Dr. Whiteman questioned me in detail about my well-being and studied the results of my tests. I felt fine. Only occasionally I complained about headaches. Everything is within normal limits. The doctor reassured me. The headaches will pass soon. The main thing is that the sensitive young man didn't hesitate to share his rare blood. Sensitive? I frowned. The nurse told me that he was not himself when he came to the hospital. Eyes frantic, handshaking, almost crying. Is he a close friend of yours? Closer than I thought, I muttered to myself. I couldn't even believe it. Was Sean really that worried about my life? What else could explain his strange behavior on the day he came to donate blood? After the hospital, I went to Duke's garage. My boyfriend liked to spend his time there, endlessly fiddling with his iron friends, his car, and motorcycle. It doesn't make sense. He shrugged when I repeated the doctor's words. Maybe Jerk Sean was upset about having to find a new victim. We laughed, but somehow sadly. Maybe he's not such a jerk? I said thoughtfully. Yeah, and I'm a distant relative of Barack Obama. We laughed again. 
That would have been nice. I hugged him and nodded at my scooter, which Duke was slowly restoring. How's it going? Pretty good. Almost no damage. Just a bit of a problem with the brakes, but I'll fix that. We could joke all we wanted, but the fact remained that Sean had shown himself in a very different way this time, and I probably shouldn't call him a jerk anymore. After all, I wouldn't be able to hug my boyfriend and see my parents anymore without that jerk. So here was my plan. The first thing I did was go to the reporters of our school's YouTube channel. They of course were aware of my story and were happy to help. We filmed a short video that I was planning to show to the whole school at the year-end event. As always, on the last day of school, the entire Redwood school staff gathered in a huge auditorium to congratulate and award the very best students. Of course, no one could compete with Sean Glam's accomplishments. A straight-A student who created four terrific projects this year, the best in the city and the state, Sean took the stage to loud ovations. The principal shook the guy's hand. But I'd like to name one more, Mr. Glam's most important accomplishment this year. The principal nodded. The lights in the auditorium went out, and the video we shot with the reporters appeared on the huge screen. In my mini-interview, I talked about the complicated relationship that Sean and I had. Major enemies, pure hatred with no chance of a truce. But life decided to make adjustments. Who would have thought that one day, I would be able to thank Sean so sincerely, to thank him for anything at all? The video projection of me wiped away her tears and smiled. But I'm so grateful to him for saving my life. Thank you, Sean. The video ended, and the auditorium literally exploded with applause and enthusiastic shouts. Students and teachers chanted, Thank you, Sean, while he stood in the middle of the stage, white as a ghost. His eyes wandered from one face in the crowd to the next. Then he turned to the principal, as if seeking protection. And then he turned to me. I was sitting in the front row. Stop it! I read my savior's lips. Stop it! Come on, young man. The principal patted him on the shoulder encouragingly. You deserve it. Thank you, Sean. The crowd kept chanting. No. I thought Glams was going to cry. I felt uncomfortable. No, no. The cry of the best student silenced several hundred voices in an instant. We all stared at Sean, unsure of what had frightened him. I didn't save Goldie. That's not what happened. Stop it. You don't know anything. The guy stormed out and ran for the exit. He ran past me with a twisted look on his face. There was silence in the hall for a few seconds. I jumped up from my seat, nodded at the distraught principal, and went looking for Sean. I found my savior by the same fountain where we first met after my return from the hospital. Sean was sobbing so desperately that he didn't even notice me approaching. And when he did, he took a step to the side. Go away! I can't live with this anymore! With what, Sean? I don't understand. It's my fault! The guy sobbed again. The accident happened because of me! I felt like I was hit on the head with a dust bag as if the meaning of his words was making its way to me through a dense fog. I saw your stupid boyfriend bringing the scooter into the parking lot. He went off to look for you, and it was like I had lost my mind. I stood there staring at that damn scooter for ages, and then I went over and broke the brake lever. By the time I realized what I'd done, it was too late. But the accident wasn't because of a faulty brake. It was because I wasn't watching where I was going. 
I wasn't even thinking about slowing down. Of course, Sean was a monster, but he has already shown remorse for what he did, and I owe him my life. Do you think I should tell Sean what really happened, or should he continue to suffer from remorse? Leave your opinion in the comments. Your support is very important to me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.